Or a fatality that's ended I'd rather be like Jesus and build some friendships Guacamole dip, avocado and chips Let's chill out with this and spit to the next hit Kick around, punch a beat like I'm fighting a vegetable My lyrics so clean inside a church is acceptable Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 5 of Granted Radio uh, We are here with news um, Thank you of course for listening Check us out on iTunes and Google Play And I think YouTube Yep, YouTube too. We're good. I'm looking at you, even though you're on your phone, not paying attention. It's well, it's fine. I got this. Yeah, I'm texting this really hot chick. Oh wait, no, wait a minute. It's a client. Oh, okay. Who, who's oh. also quite hot. Actually, <laughs> uh, we are in uh, <laughs> Granted Records uh, Studio in the beautiful Santa Ana, and uh, like I said, we are joined by News. Uh, News, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, uh, my name is David. Valenzuela, and uh, my stage name is News. It's an acronym, N.E.W.S. Stands for Nothing's Ever What It Seems. Nice. Just based off of historical things that I've gone through and um, what I'm doing now, being a Christian and trying to rap, it's, it's a fine line to walk. So It is. I mean, it's a quite interesting uh, combination of the two. It's very brave of you, especially, mm-hmm. especially the genre being being hip-hop but before we get to that man before we get into the music side we'd like to kind of delve into sure. um who you are so for sure were you born born in orange county uh no i was actually born in la los angeles native um the women's hospital in los angeles yeah i was born on december 31st new year's Ooh, eve no kidding yeah. all right so while everybody was partying and having fun and doing their thing on new year's eve my mom was Laboring, <laughs> laboring, delivering this hairy beast. <laughs> of so, and guys, by hairy, ch- <laughs> check out the Instagram. The dude's got a beard like none other. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, so what was yeah. it like living in LA? Um, well, I mean, growing up in LA is just like any other any other person. It's it's you don't know about any other cities or living on a open farm or doing it. You just you just it's it's you just live there you just do things you just grow up there so i was around a lot of things like other people would grow up around like crime and violence and no kidding well i mean it, it, nowhere's really safe if you think about it like there's bad places in santa Ana, there's bad places in north county there's bad places in la sure. la's having a lot of bad places but growing up we did move around a lot due to not being very financially stable but g into a lot of fights no, surprisingly, I didn't. Uh, I was very well liked. Uh, the peacemaker. <laughs> oh, well, almost like a fitting, like a. Uh, um, I don't want to say jokester, but kind of. I'm always cracking a joke or, you know, saying something snappy, quick, and right, you know, like response, responsive. Always, I grew up around a family that was like that. Everybody taught crap in my family. <laughs> like during the holidays, yeah, everybody would talk crap. Yeah, so we all got together. It was a big family? Yeah, big family. Yeah, my mom's side. Um, uh, my mom's side of the family is pretty – well, it's not large, but they're kind of close-knit. Right. When I was growing up, at least. And close in proximity. Were they able to see each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were close in proximity, so we would always go to my grandparents' house, and they lived in a little small city uh, called Pico Rivera. You guys probably have never heard of that city before. <laughs> Can't say I have. No. It's right between, like um, – it's right between like I want to say like it's right by Whittier and little past Downey, 
it's like right there. It's small. It's a small little city. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I know right about where that's at. There's a Frantones in Downey, that's like right off of like I think it's like Orinde Road or so. It's it's an it's a small little city, and my grandparents lived there, and uh, they lived in a cul-de-sac dead end, and we would always go there, and everybody would be there all the time. Almost yeah. like every other Saturday, we were doing a barbecue or something, and we'd be we'd be there. So growing up in L.A., jumping fences, playing in the backyard riding bikes and doing going to the grandparents house that's what that's just what we would do all the time yeah did you guys listen to a lot of music growing up my grandfather actually is a guitar player no no kidding, kidding. That's yes great. and he oh. uh he sings obviously he sings mexican music uh he's from a hispanic heritage he's in a trio so there's him and two uh, two other guys and they all play the guitars and he's really good he's been playing since he was like 14 12 12 or 14 wow so he's been playing a long time and uh, so he would always have that around. He would have maracas. He's had. He'd have congos. He'd have. Um, did you ever delve into playing? Oh, I played stuff? all that stuff. Oh, you did. I, dude, from <coughs> the age, from the time I was able to walk until last year, I was playing the congo, <laughs> just playing. St- I mean, always constantly touching things and doing stuff. And he tried giving me the guitar, just never stuck with me. But yeah, um, you're more the rhythmic type. Yeah, I, I guess it just comes out naturally, but. He definitely is great at the guitar, and he still plays to this day. He wakes up in the morning, you know, does his workout routine, whatever. He's retired now, and he goes in his backyard, and he sings a set to his <laughs> – That's so cool. Badass. <laughs> he yeah. sings a set to yeah. his garden, and he walks around his pool and That's just awesome. plays the guitar every single day. He's, a grandpa. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm that cool. When I'm <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So music is in my family for sure. That's so, awesome. So when did you get your first instrument? And what was it? First instrument was the alto saxophone. Wow. Yeah. That's a crazy place to start. Alto saxophone, and I was a seventh grader. Did you like it? I I played it all through high school. Wow. No kidding. Yeah, so I was like, I got got really big into Kenny G. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that weird? My parents love Kenny I'm a, G. I'm a Christian rapper, and I love Kenny G. Like, <laughs> I think it goes with the. I mean, if you grew up in the '80s, you listened to Kenny G. Yeah. Well, you know what it was. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take it a step back. It wasn't all of his music. It, I love Christmas. Yeah. So it was his Christmas albums, and I hit the soprano, and he would hold the soprano. It, he would hold it to the side, and like he was just so cool. The hair, I hated it, but <laughs> he would. She would, would just be so like oh smooth that that Christmas music. They would put it on, and yeah. Christmas it wasn't Christmas without the Kenny G. Absolutely, soprano sax going play in the background. Uh, one of my one of my coworkers, uh, he's a he's a jazz player, and I asked him about Kenny G, and he, he told me, yeah, he's a great player, but guy's a sellout. <laughs> oh my god! Couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. He definitely is, but don't sell out. Yeah, definitely. So I I played the saxophone. Okay, marching band, um, jazz band. Do you still have it? I do. So do you, you picked it up? Do you st- yeah, you still play? I have not played in years. Uh, the reason why is because after after I got away from the saxophone, I played drums, mm-hmm. not set, but uh, marching band drums. So I did the bass, the snare, wow. the quince. Wow. Um, hmm. I got into those, and then. Um, uh, kind of liked a little bit of the symbols with the flipping and stuff. That was uh-huh. kind of cool. But we did a lot of marching band and then jazz band, you know, that stuff. And then after that instrument, I went straight from that to DJing. Right. I really, really, really liked records and the vinyl and the feel and the look and the really like, I really love that. So I got into like starting collecting records and then come to find out, which I didn't remember, but my uncle, he was a DJ. 
And he was in the Marine Corps. Okay. And he would go overseas and he would get all of the new music overseas and he would bring it back here. Wow. And play that music that's not even out here yet or available. And he had the dual cassette tapes with the turntables and he would mix back and forth with those. It was unbelievable. Old, old school. Well, wow. I inherited all his records. Oh, no that, kidding. So that's how you found out? I it, Yeah. He's like, hey, do you want these? And I'm like, where did you get these from? And then he sat me down and he told me a big, long story. And I was yeah. like, I remember that party. It was my birthday. It was New Year's <laughs> Eve. He's like, yeah. I'm a little seventh, seven-year-old, eight-year-old running around with adults partying because my grandparents had a big house. Running around partying and everybody's drunk. Happy birthday. Oh, here's a dollar. At the end of the night, dude, I had like 97 dot ones as a seven-year-old with just a wad of cash at one in the morning. Like, <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, so he gave me those records, and I went through them. And growing up in that kind of a family, I listened to a lot of different types of music. So I have original presses from like Isley Brothers, Michael Jackson, wow. uh, Parliament, uh, old funk records, really uh, just cool. ridiculous ridiculous treasures that he gave to me so i got into djing after that so you started using those in your sets too oh yeah i'm not gonna just look <laughs> at those things heck yeah man i pull up even even actually just two weeks ago i did a wedding i brought my records with me and i played them and people look at me like are those real turntables and records wow that's weird like that so taking cool. pictures like if it's, <laughs> like if it's an artifact really cool. or something by the way i'm sure the fans are going to want to hear you do the thing again just do it one more yeah time. oh oh when you put the needle on the record it goes <laughs> So good. Yeah, yeah, man. I was like, that's really, that's really funny. When I heard that the first time, I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. Have you ever gone digital? Yeah, I do. I do both. So okay. I have Serato. Um, so all my music is in my laptop and I have like an external hard drive and the Serato transfers the music. This is probably really boring. Sorry, guys. Transfers the music from the laptop to the Serato or the um, the record. And every time you start the needle over on that record, mm -hmm. it's the, it's a new song. Right. So I never have to change the record. Oh, that's very Unless cool. I switch to a original vinyl and then I can go back and forth between the two. Yeah. Do you uh, do you remember the time when you decided you wanted to, you know, stop doing other people's music and start thinking about your own? Um. Yeah, like, what was, like, was there, like, one thing that happened that made you make that transition? Yes, and, well, kind of, because I was always, like, everybody is, the, the fear of Americans is public speaking, right, getting up in front of people. So when I would start DJing, I started doing backyard parties amongst friends, and so when I did that, I had a corded mic, and I couldn't go very far, so I was restricted to my tables, obviously, and I would get on the microphone, and I would do what other DJs do. Kid Capri comes to mind, like when he says stuff like, it's the, you know what it is, you know, just <laughs> announcing <laughs> stuff, just I saying, just, just random stuff, you know, filler, whatever, as I'm changing the next song or whatever. And I got comfortable being in front of people and eventually I got good and I tried a wedding. I did a wedding and um, I sat down with them and I went over, did a timeline and everything and I got really good at it and I started doing a lot of weddings and I realized like, there's good money in weddings. Yeah. Yeah. You can, I know that sounds horrible. I have Robbie Hart sitting right here. <laughs> but but you got to earn a living. Yeah, exactly. doing it, I don't think there's know, anything wrong with that. Yeah, doing yeah. music, yeah. It, yeah, so I started doing that, and I noticed that the money was good, and it just it just went from there. And I started saying, you know what, 10 o'clock, 10.30, these people are pretty buzzed. Let me grab my wireless. It's wire a wedding after let all. Let me grab my wireless microphone and rap. Write, write my little rappy rap that I wrote the other day and memorized, and I just 
did that and it, from there it just went i got a good no kidding yeah just, okay cool yeah and then i found out that i was really good at it and then that obviously at that time i was still you know cussing and using filler and stuff i wasn't a christian yet so that transition is a whole different do you want to talk about that talk about that a little bit Sh- sure yeah yeah i can talk about that um so like which part well like how yeah how you how you became spiritual yeah um well it kind of happened it i don't want I'm, it's a lot of people have like really great stories like oh i had a divine intervention or i you know so this almost happened to me or i was some you know whatever mine was more along the lines of like um not necessarily like i almost died but just like a rude rude awakening and i just wanted to change the path that i was going on so i started changing little things at a time like the first thing that i stopped doing was i really 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 stopped trying to cuss that was just one thing stop trying to cuss it's not easy it's <laughs> it's not easy at all it's no not. and and uh, i did that and once i did that i s- felt good and then i started changing other little tiny things about my life like reading my bible i'm gonna read i'm just gonna read a passage and slowly that turned into a chapter and slowly that turned into an hour a day and then i'm before you know it i'm listening to work and going home an hour and a half of the Bible and it's sinking in and I'm like, you know what? I, I should go to church. So it just, th- it just happened in progression really, really slow. Yeah. Sounds organic. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it just happened from there. And then I was like, okay, I can't be writing my raps like this anymore. Like I got to use my gift that I have to glorify God. So I started writing cleaner and I was like, man, this is difficult. Cause I don't want it to come out. <laughs> like I don't want to, say anything bad about the christian rappers now because they're great and i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing if it wasn't for them but there's that sound and it kind of puts people off where you go into a church and you're like okay i would definitely not listen to that in my car (laughs) what do you mean what 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 sound is that for for those that don't get it it's like a i mean it's worship but it's almost like kind of square you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like it's almost too clean cut yeah i mean yeah you could say clean cut yeah that's a good word for it kind of it's just not there's a time and a place and that's the time and a place for that gotcha for me what i growing up the way that i did i want to mix the two and get that old school snoop dog nate dog beat but still rap over it and use the lyrics from the worship music yeah and just inject that into so when somebody who's secular who doesn't know anything about christianity listens to that beat they're like okay that right. snoop dog beat i like that i like right, that and then later on they're like oh wait he's not cussing oh wait he's saying something positive right. like that that's my goal to, to to combine those two so when you started writing um more clean did you ever go back to your old stuff and try to clean that up or you just dumped it all the whole thing dumped it all. how many like how many pieces were they <sighs> I think I might have had like one of those like a notebook or two full of just writing. <laughs> <laughs> you just purged them all. <laughs> Are they still sitting around? Yeah, I was gonna nope. say. So, you didn't, did you do anything like special with getting rid of them? Uh, no, I just just, just threw I, them in the garbage. I huh? Ripped them off. Ripped them off like okay. a bandage. Just threw it in the garbage and. Good for you. Started yeah. over. Yeah. That's started great. over. Yeah. After that, after that though, I stopped writing. I was a real loose leaf guy. And then I went to my phone, and now I have the notes, and I have sure, like, so much, dude. Everything's in the cloud. So wow, yeah, 
Yeah, true. Yeah. So, so when you came in, what was? Uh, I know you started recording. When when did you start thinking of actually? Because it's one thing to perform, but when did you finally start deciding to actually put something on, on record? Um, when I started actually finding that I was writing something complete, like when that "Long Live the King" thing came, that idea. I I know I fa I saw that and I I did it and it was like that's complete like that's done like I should probably like track this I should probably record it cuz doing it in front of people it's great and I could do it over and over and over again but if somebody ever want ever likes it and they're like oh dude I want to hear that like you can't I don't I didn't have anything yeah so I was like yeah. you know what let me do that one and then another one came and then another one came before you know it I was like I'm at 6 I'm like I should probably just record a small little EP and just get it out of the way. Yeah. How did you decide on what kind of tracks you wanted to? I, I didn't. It just, they just happened. So like if I hear something of an instrumental or a beat or even something from back in the day that I really liked, um, like a lot of Wu-Tang <laughs> instrumentals, you know, like those looped yeah. beats where you're just like, everybody just wants to be lyri a lyrical genius over them if I ever hear anything or whatever, it just, I save it and yeah. then go back to it later and I'll write little pieces at a time. I could be w walking in here and think of something and I'll immediately write it in my phone and it'll be just two sentences. And then later on I'll come back and I'll be like, Oh, I have like eight of these two sentence lines and then figure out to put them together. And then yeah. that becomes a verse. It's, I don't, I don't just like, it just comes to you. Yeah. Oh. It just, it just comes to me. Yeah. Have you heard it, any of his stuff? I haven't. Uh, I was going to bring this up. It's kind of humorous, I guess. I I went into Google and I put in, you know, n.e.w.s. And all I got was like Fox News and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. regular news stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for now. For now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully emo, emo can change that. Get me in the House of Blues or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, I yeah, was going to ask you when we got in today. And we kind of just we got in late a little bit. And we were trying to set up. I was going to ask you to put some stuff on we'll, we'll, we'll listen to it you'll be impressed yeah well because because it's interesting when he talks about you know being raised in a in a family that was quite musical but also quite percussive where there were a lot of congas and stuff it, as far as grant records is concerned we've had quite a few hip-hop artists come in and uh till this day news is probably the one that kind of sets himself apart where he is he's like a human metronome dude he's he's never late or early on a beat i mean it is pretty incredible and you only find that out because when you record right you have your main track that you record your vocals on and then you kind of go back and just sing a vocal track so it just kind of sits underneath so it just sounds just a little uh, um heavier or not heavier but just more full yeah yeah no i got gotcha. you so of course naturally there's going to be some fluctuations in timing because we're human but this dude he's not he's not human <laughs> at all this dude i mean what a you, nice compliment. You're you know, not human at all. <laughs> I'm a robot sewing. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to get that. No, no we'll have to drop That's it. That's a weird inside joke <laughs> from before. We robot sewing. But it's crazy. I would like solo them out, which means that I would just dump all the backing tracks. So all you would hear are just the vocals. And it literally sounds like one person rapping. Uh, and that's very difficult to do. So definitely hats off to that. So, I mean, do you feel having that, that, that percussive background and your you know, um, DJ experience, you think that helped? I think so, because it, it, being a DJ, you have to have BPM in mind. You have to keep that timing 
if you're going to mix a record, yep. you got 120 BPMs or 118 and you want to mix it with 119, you got to find that soft medium to mix them the bass, the boom bap, the bass clap, the snare. You got to match it all up and eventually just blend it. So when I first learned DJing, I learned on belt-driven turntables. Okay. Do you know what those are? Uh-uh. Okay, a belt-driven turntable is like just think of like a like a rubber belt like you would find on like a motorcycle or a car, a rubber belt, and yeah. you can't touch the platter. If you touch the platter, it's like Oh, it's very soft. And I learned how to mix on that. So my touch, yeah, my touch got very soft Uh and I would have to like slowly like finesse. Yes, I had to because that's all I could afford. Wow. So I got that. And then when I got the the direct drives where you can like (laughs) pull those things and Uh I was just like, oh, my gosh. And the guy that uh, was kind of like mentoring me at the time, DJing, he was like, dude, you have a really soft touch. Like, don't be afraid to touch the platter. Like, I had to relearn how to. Cause I was so used to the belt driven so that, that, that timing, that cadence, that BPM, that mixing that really helped me the, and just matching them up. Wow. So it, 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 I guess that crossed over into my, my rapping and my, and my timing and listening to the beat. Yeah. I know a lot of guys like to, when they're rapping, they like to have the metronome in the back. Mm-hmm. I, I find that it distracts me a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think I have like an internal <laughs> metronome or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. You didn't need it one bit. It was, it was, it was actually real fun working with this guy. Yeah. So, um, do you feel because of the subject matter being kind of sensitive to those that kind of need to warm up to the idea of even absorbing your message? How do you, how do you tackle that? The same way I would tackle anything, which would be just let them listen to it. And either you're going to like it or you're not. And if you, hopefully I plant a seed later on, you're going to go back to it just because you like the beat. Yeah. And then if you like the beat, you're going to listen to the rest of the song and that subject matter inside there is going to either resonate with you or it's not. And then maybe later on, later on it will. I mean, I'm not to go from like somebody who makes satanic music to somebody who makes gospel music and then throwing it in the middle and, and saying, well, you would be just as easily offended if you were listening to a 666 Slipknot song. Yeah. You know, uh, it's hard to listen to it enjoy it and agree with the lyrics or or let it impact you in a certain way same thing on the opposite side of the spectrum yeah but i think for this side of the spectrum because people are strangers are more um polite to each other so if you hear something or you come across something and you give it a shot and you're in the comfort of your own room or comfort of your own whatever you're you're more likely to give it a chance as opposed to something that's talking about like oof, I don't want to hear that. Like or you know what I mean? That's it's, it's more that's more of a turnoff than this would be, I guess, because it's you can play it around kids. It's clean. Totally. My lyrics, you can put it on in a church cathedral, and like, it's probably at first gonna sound like that beat is offensive. <laughs> that beat is <laughs> sinful. <laughs> but it, you listen to the message, and you're like, okay, never mind. I take it back. And it's it's that happy medium that I'm trying to meet, so that way people can resonate with it that way it can absorb into them yeah. and plant a seed i mean it's interesting i mean you you, uh, you know you have that sound and you also have the look too i mean you've got this gandalf <laughs> beard you know and then you dress in dark colors you know so I, but you know you've got the light inside which yeah, is I which have, is really interesting it's very much similar to what you sound like i have every color of black what in, in my clothing <laughs> oh <laughs> in my wardrobe i have every color of black even I, that's <laughs> So I know you're wearing a, a couple of things. Maybe you guys, maybe you can describe like what's. Um... Oh, okay. So uh, this is 
this is a uh, made by a, com- a small company called Art of Homage, and uh, he's uh, hi- his name is Chanel Dixon. Shout out to Chanel Dixon. He lives in Texas and he works out of his home, and he makes clothing. Um, and it's worship. It's 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 Christian clothing. I just got that. Yeah, like Yahweh, right yeah, on the hat yeah, and Yahweh. worship on the. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at that earlier and it didn't really click. So this this line that he did with this one was the worship manifesto, and uh, it's. It's very simple and it's very um, artsy the way that he does it. Mm-hmm. If you check out his Instagram, uh, Art of Homage at Art of Homage on Instagram, if you check him out, um, the way he presents his clothing and he does it all inside of like a room in his house with a white backdrop and he just he's he's amazing. Wow, um, he's blowing up and I really 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 liked his message. Just just attention to detail. I don't know if you guys can see this, but on my hood there's like a little script. Oh yeah, pen. look at that. You see that? Yeah, yeah. I can't read it. I don't know if one of you guys want to read. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, we were created to worship. Sorry, it's <laughs> we were created to worship. It's not something we do. It's who we are. Worship will take you places. Complaining won't. Worship is a lifestyle. Wow. So he has a really good positive message, and to wear that on your clothing. Yeah. It like you guys say you noticed it. Sometimes it's a conversation starter, and that gets me in. Absolutely. And then from there, I could be like, "Hey, you like hip hop?" and I mean, it's just. Have you reached out to him with your links, with your music? Yes. So um, one of the songs on there is uh, on the EP. Um, it's un- it's an un- it's an unofficial song. He st- he made a new clothing line called um, Famous Enough, and basically the the motto behind that one is is as as long as I'm known by the Father, I feel like I'm famous enough. Meaning yeah. like it's not. I don't need to worry about the world. That's a really good message too. I feel like a lot of people nowadays really you know they're concerned about their followers and social media and all that stuff but if that's the kind of mentality you bring to it you don't have to worry about all of that yeah yeah you'd be at peace yeah exactly so that's what his clothing line uh that that new that new line is um, famous enough and when he made that clothing line he got with two other christian rappers and they made a song called famous enough and i really like the beat and he doesn't know who i am but i reached out to him on instagram and i said hey i would really like it if you could send me that instrumental, if not, it's cool. As a matter of fact, I think I was here in the studio when I told you I was going to do that and I did. And then like within two days I came back and he sent me the instrumental no track. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I brought it to emo and, uh, he, um, he played it for me and then I was thinking, and, and so was emo that if I just rap to it, it's just going to sound like a freestyle over the beat. And I really like the hook. So I kind of told him, like, maybe we can juxtapose myself onto the end of the song. <laughs> <laughs> the, prover- the proverbial Photoshop. Yeah. We photoshopped him into the song. Yeah, we yeah, yeah exactly. Audio shopped me <laughs> uh, into the into the end of the song. And we, we fixed the hook and he he fixed the beat. And it, it sounded really good. Like, it almost sounded like I was supposed to be on it because at the end it, it finishes nice and smooth. And, yeah, it worked. Uh, it worked good. Um, I sent it to him and uh, – he's a very busy guy and I'm sure his DMS are ridiculous. So he yeah. never really responded back to it. I'm hope, hopefully he listened to it. I don't know. Would you be willing to at least release it too? I mean, would he be opposed to it? You think? Mm, well, here's the thing is they put that on iTunes. So I would only give it away for free. Yeah. I, I, right. would, I mean, I I'll put it on SoundCloud. If, if I ever do print the CDs, which I want to do, I'm not going to put that one on there. Because right. Just out of respect. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It's, but to I, even like put it out there just to even help promote him too, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I just don't want people to say, well, I'm not going to go to iTunes and buy it. Instead, I'm just going to go stream it off of 
whatever yeah. and get it for free like i don't want to do that to him that's yeah. that's his business that's i was even grateful that he actually just let me have the instrumental so maybe maybe we can reach out to him from our end <laughs> so, yeah so okay so you're speaking about your ep how do you uh, how do you see yourself kind of having this um you know um take life uh do you see this being played on the radio do you see this being played at the churches i'll tell you right now if this ever gets played on the radio if any of my music ever gets played on the radio, we will be living in a different world <laughs> because just what just from what's on the radio, from what we were growing up on the radio, like listening to, you know, old school stuff, you know, from Queen to Ice Cube, like that was good music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The stuff that's on the radio. I mean, I'm, as a as a Christian, I shouldn't be saying this, but it's to me, it's just garbage. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, I mean, everyone has an opinion. And I yeah. think. I think a lot, of people, <laughs> a lot of people would share that opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like, just me and my friends, I don't know what I know listens to the radio anymore. It's all just, it's the same, like, five or six songs are just the most cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. when it has to fit into the formula, and it's right. all, it all sounds the same. Yeah, right now the formula is trap. I don't right. know if you guys know that. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, Dude, no, I know. we should do a song together. <laughs> Trust me, man. You don't want me on the track. You got to, you got to rap as Kermit, though. I will. Dude, you've got to. Yeah, have to do that. <laughs> Alex, Alex does a rap. It's oh, terrible. I'll, I'll play. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 no, no, not <laughs> yeah, right now. Yes. Is it on your Instagram? <laughs> no, I got. I, gotta, I deleted it in shame. Why? Because <laughs> it was shameful. It was hysterical. Uh, it's on, it's not on Facebook. We we'll we'll do that later. We'll, Is it on Facebook? It's it's not on Facebook. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. That's fine. <laughs> so you have your EP coming out, right? Yes. Is it? Does it have a particular title? It's just EP. Does it stand for anything nope. special? It's just my name. EP. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. It was uh yeah, the the graphic is just my name and then the E from my name has a P underneath it. And oh. I wanted to make it really simple. That's cool. EP. I was gonna call it EP one uh -huh. in assuming that I was gonna do part a, a two and a three and a four. Yeah. Uh, if that happens, I'll just I'll figure it out. Yeah. But I just really like that clean EP one you know, news EP whatever. So I just black with white lettering. I didn't want to get any symbolism on there. Like, <laughs> so what's the genre? What would you classify it? <sighs> I, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's definitely hip hop mm -hmm. because of the beats and stuff and me rapping. But I don't want to say it's Christian hip hop. I mean, you know what? I take that back. I, I would say I would say it's Christian hip hop because it definitely sets itself I, apart I, even I, from that genre. Yeah, I would say it's definitely Christian hip hop. Only reason why I said no is be just because the beats to me are just too <laughs> too hip hop for Christianity. Right, but totally. they're not. But I shouldn't say that. That's that's almost like a oxymoron. It's sentence. new. Yeah, it's, it's new for that genre. Yeah, yeah. Most of the stuff that I listen to, though, I, like most of the Christian hip hop I listen to, they're getting better with their beats because it's just like that real smooth jazzy boom bap old school stuff and like it's not too much of the 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 like i can't stand that stuff like it's just ah it's so repetitive and yeah we i mean i could see you being placed on playlists for for christian hip-hop and that's truly how a lot of these artists now are starting to um get the exposure they need but also start earning a living so that they can continue doing what they're doing right so yeah. uh, have you thought about starting to explore outreach and yeah definitely now especially since like i told you i wanted to give it away for free so i want to make cds i want to still want to give them away for free because this is my first ep to gain that exposure and just get my name out there and then maybe do some shows maybe yeah. do like a you know a little five six seven minute set 
to get my feet wet, get exposure, gain some following. And mostly not just to have followers or to get my name out there. It's to get my message out there. Like, that's what I really want to do. I really want to get Yahweh out there. So yeah, we see can, that. So people can, can see what it is that I'm doing. Like, if if I make money doing this, it's his plan. It's his it's his doing if it happens if it doesn't i'm still gonna keep doing it for free good for you yeah there is a um there's a every thursday there's a cool lab it's in santa Ana, but it's kind of like an open mic thing but you know most open mic things are like five six people falling asleep and those same five six people are the ones that signed up to go up anyway and perform but this cool lab's a little different they're easily about 100 to 220 people there and only a portion of them are there to perform. The rest are there to actually check out these musicians. Interesting. Yeah, I would definitely be willing to do something like that. Yeah. It starts yeah. at – you want to get there at 7 so you can sign up. Uh, but it's at 4th Street Market. But uh, a lot of rappers. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely I would definitely want to check something like that out for yeah. sure. I think performing is going to be a big part, of, big part of your career because you're able to actually deliver, and I've seen it. Well – I, you guys could probably agree with this, but like when you hear a CD or an album, and you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds so good. The production, like it, he sounds amazing. But and then you hear them live, and you're like, that's not how it sounds. <laughs> like I don't want to be that guy. Like I want it to. I want to sound exactly how I sound on the recording. Well, here's the thing. I listen to you rapping, and you're very um, passionate, but you're controlled. And I and I notice when I go to you know things like Cool Lab or you know if I check out live. Um, live performances people get ahead of themselves and they start screaming and they start shouting just because there's all these people in front of them and they just get way into it and all of a sudden they sound different you sound different when you're screaming as to when you're just kind of in this controlled space so um would you do you see your and especially being a dj i mean you probably don't have a problem with it but do you see stage fright getting in the way of i'll definitely be nervous and have the butterflies that's never going to go away just because i love doing it mm -hmm. and when you love doing something you get excited yeah and uh, so even just right now today it's just us three inside the studio <laughs> like i got nervous <laughs> i got i got sweaty palms and i'm like shaking over here i look like i have ms <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you once you saw the setup, though, you kind of cooled down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, cool. This is, yeah, no, I, I don't think stage fright will be a problem for me. I think for me, the only thing that I'm going to have a problem with is remembering my, <laughs> remember, remem oh, the lyrics, remembering my lyrics. Yeah, just cause I've always wondered about that. Is that, like, that's got to be kind of tough, right? I mean, I've seen you perform, and, like, how do you remember... Do you ever just practice? It's do you ever just like halfway through you just kind of like you forget and so you just go to the next like what no <laughs> you just mumble you just mumble and then it, act like you got really into it okay yeah it, or you can do like for him probably guitar solo like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta get off the mic and right just, yeah and then just keep going like for me no it's I, when I was little my mom used to uh, drive us around and she was always a big music person listening to different kinds of music and I used to sing songs and memorize lyrics when I was little. And I would be walk, walking around in my diaper, like singing songs. Mm -hmm. And so memorizing lyrics for me has always been, I don't know, something that was like, I guess a little superpower for me. When Eminem first came out, I memorized all, I mean, I could probably, you could throw on an Eminem song and I probably know some of the lyrics. I mean, still, nice. I, I can remember a lot of the stuff. So if I really like it, I can memorize it. So for me, it's just like muscle memory. Like you said, practice. Yeah. Before I came over here and recorded with him, I'd be in my garage every Friday night, every Saturday night till one or two in the morning, 
with my speakers in a, in front of a mirror practicing my lines over and over and over and over and over again and i think that helped with the what he was talking about with the timing and the the second layer the third layer and for, you know i've heard that a lot actually uh practicing in front of a mirror for anything you do um that was something i you know my dad always talked about i played football through high school and college and you know he always said practice you know your throwing motion whatever you're doing in front of a mirror so you can see what yourself um i've never thought about doing that in terms of like performance um that's really that's a really cool idea i like that yeah, it helps. It really does because you just a lot of times you think you look really cool doing what you're doing, and, and then you, you see don't. yourself, and yeah, you're yeah. just going, Ugh. and you're like, "Oh man, what am I doing with my hands?" <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hands, I mean, l- l- show them, <laughs> show them, show them. Whoa, 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 no, hold on, let's see. <laughs> just show them. Look, look. I have really long fingers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so ladies, can you like palm two basketballs no, at the I'm same married. time? Emo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm married. I'm happily married. <laughs> Hi, yeah, babe. I did see the ring on there. Obviously, <laughs> I love you. Obviously, don't, lis- don't listen to him. He's just joking. Obviously, the missus is very happily married, too. <laughs> when I was in high school, my friends used to make fun of me, and they call me Jack Skellington. Yeah, because, no, I get that. Well, because I have long fingers, and they, they would just be in the hallway, and you'd be like, hey, David, flip me off. And I'd be like, what? And, then, and they'd be like, what? I know. Did you hit the ceiling a lot? <laughs> Uh, All let's right, just dude. put it this way I didn't need the clapper I could just <laughs> <laughs> Turn the light off <laughs> Well dude Are you ready to perform a little bit Do a couple songs Yeah absolutely Yeah I can, right. I can do something My name is News And I'll be performing uh, My song So Fly On Granted Radio Woo Yes Shout out to Nate Dog. Rest in peace Two one three five six two. Check me out. Uh. Friday night rolls around and I'm staying at home. My wife knows where I'm at, so she's never alone. I'm digging through crates of records packed, searching through vinyl, trying to find that beat. With a feeling so primal, add a sound like Nate Dogg. Now we talking viral, cause I rap about Jesus and his disciples. Except for the one that was suicidal. Looking through God's lands, man, that's so vital. My morality is kept in check by my sodality. Good habits, practicing grace becomes normality. Not talking mortal combat, no need for a fatality that's ended. I'd rather be like Jesus and build some friendships. Guacamole dip, avocado and chips. Let's chill out with this and spit to the next hit. Kick around, punch a beat like I'm fighting a vegetable. My lyrics so clean inside a church is acceptable, presentable. Turn your sin into a spectacle Cause you against God? LOL, that's detestable Now you made yourself like Stallone Unexpendable Claim you're down to the ground That's trash, receptacle Can't poke me with a beak My timing is impeccable Oh, you not following Jesus Christ? That's incredible News Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to uh, episode five of Granted Radio. Uh, thank you, News, for joining us. Can we follow you on any um, social media accounts? Yes. Sorry to put you on the uh, spot. Instagram, at uh, DJ News, and also um, Twitter, at DJ News. I think on Twitter, the E is a three. Nice. Nice. All right, great. Uh, once again, thank you for listening. Follow us on uh, all the social medias. I, I'm pretty sure we're, we're set up now. Mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook at least, uh, maybe Twitter in the future. Right. Um, as always, if you want to be on the show, if you're uh, an artist, songwriter, singer, musician, DJ, rapper, whatever, 
um, you know, hit us up. We're more than happy to put you on the show. Uh, f- and if not, we'll refer you to a podcast that will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs>